Welcome to the Suit to Sneakers podcast, a place where we ditch the corporate life for the entrepreneurial adventure. I'm your host, Aaron Bins, business coach and client-centered strategies expert. I'm a straight shooter with a big dose of kindness, and I can't wait for you to write your next chapter. Together, we will discover how to take care of your clients that will bring you more wealth than you ever imagined, how to go for what you really want, and how to get through those ups and downs of being your own boss. There will be real conversations on how to build your dream business, make more money than you ever expected, how to take on those scary risks, and how to exceed your clients' expectations so they become raving fans and repeat clients, aka you don't have to worry about where your next client is coming from, all the while aligning yourself with what you really want without taking yourself too seriously. Oh, and there will be a dash of motherhood tidbits in there because let's be honest, the juggle is real. Let's hang up that blazer and put on your favorite pair of sneakers instead of wearing those shoes you know don't fit anymore. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a fabulous guest for you today, which I'm so excited to introduce you to. So Sarah Grant, the principal of Be Neat Studios Lifestyle Design, is here. She is a professional organizer and has so much to share with you how Be Neat became to what it is today. She is an ex-marketing corporate gal and has created an incredible company that has an amazing approach to organization and design. Sarah is so special to me. She is one of my former coaching clients when she was here in Toronto, and she made the big move across country with her family and now is in the Okanagan area. And I know that we'll be talking about big moves uh, in business, but in life as well on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. So so good to be here with you. So good. We have been talking about doing this podcast for a long time. So, you know, her move in between put a bit of pause on it, but I'm glad that we could make it happen. It's so, so good. Yeah. Feels like great timing. So good. And it's also back to school season. So we're like, the kids are out. We have the house for ourselves. It's perfect. (laughs) Oh, she's also a wife and mother of two kids as well. So um, we'll get into that. So I always like to start the podcast just so people can kind of get to know you like fun things and, you know, who you are. So um, I ask this to everybody. So what is your superpower as an entrepreneur? So one thing that I really tried to channel into my business is the fact that I just love championing other people. Um, and I've combined that with my love for seeing the potential in spaces. So I love seeing the opportunity and the dreams of other people and supporting them towards that through their space. So good. Um, okay. What's your favorite gift to give? I, because I help people get rid of so much stuff, yeah, I have really trouble buying people things, but I love to buy fresh flowers or perishable items like gourmet foods, um, either that or experiences and always a really thoughtful note. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Too. I was even thinking about this year. I was like, you know, for Christmas, I actually don't want anything to come into my house. I want to go to the spa. Like, I don't want anything in here. I don't need anything. So I totally get that. Okay. So, well, obviously your answer might also be the same, but what's your favorite gift to receive? Yeah, it's funny. It is similar. So I really appreciate thoughtful handwritten cards, number one. Um, but I also really love jewelry. So if I get a really nice jewelry from someone with a good sense of my style, then I appreciate that. So funny. I do too. I've always, whenever I've gone on vacation, 
I usually buy myself a ring or um, a piece of art that I can like, even if it's just a small little um, thing, but even like back when I was like backpacking in Australia, like I buy myself a ring, it was like a nice silver ring. It's not like I'm buying jewels or anything, but I have this whole collection of these rings that I'll, you know, give to Annie one day that they're not like they're of huge value, but like, they're all these memories that I have. Oh, I bought this. I remember buying this one ring when I was backpacking around Australia. And I literally like spent my money for the hostel that night on this ring. And I was like, I don't want this, but I want, you know, but it all worked out. But you know, now I have that ring and I'll, I'll never get rid of it because it's like these memories that I have for them. Yeah, that was a smart choice. I was one of those people that collected shot glasses when I traveled, <laughs> and I definitely do not have those anymore. <laughs> I have a lot of photos. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Um, okay, if you could tell your teenage self one thing, what would it be? Oh, good one. Um, I, I think it's taken me a while to build like a true sense of confidence and really understand what that means. And I think growing up, I was always looking for it externally, but so just knowing to trust in myself and trust in my ability to learn and grow and go out in the world and be my own biggest advocate. I, so I was even thinking that the other day too, I was like, Oh, how far even I've come of thinking, like, I don't need other people to tell me what to do. Like, I, I know what to do, you know, like, or not tell me what to do, but like, I don't, you don't need to go and seek validation or all these things from other people. Like internally, we know if we listen to our instincts, we know exactly what's right for us. Even though people might say, oh, well, you need this or how about this or, you know, whatever it might be. No, you don't. You know exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And then you just need to go and do it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're so good that way. Um, Always helping people tap into that, I think. Yeah, it's you like know you're saying that now. I can hear I can hear you in the coaching call also encouraging that. <laughs> Which is true, you know, it is because we all need a reminder, including myself, right? Um, okay, so obviously this um podcast too is about supporting local business, smaller business, locals businesses, and you've just moved to a new place. So if there's anybody in the Okanagan Valley listening. But what is a new local business that you love? It doesn't even have to be local to you. It could be like Canadian or small business, like something you saw on Instagram that you love or that you've, you know, come across. Yeah. Um, I had to give a shout out to a local Toronto business. Yeah. Um, Teachers on call. It's actually the, um, the president is a friend of mine and she's taken the reins of a family business that her mom started as a teacher um, to offer tutoring services. Mm-hmm. And so she's been a friend of mine since university and a bit of a business mentor too. And it's been really cool to see how her business has adapted during the pandemic. And she's taken tutoring services, which are really a one-on-one relationship and built the, the platform and the, the system to connect so many teachers with families. Um, she recently wrote an article for Costco for back to school. And I know that um, provoked a lot of people nationally to reach out to her for her tutoring, ser- tutoring services, which she um, is continuing to find ways to serve people across Canada. That's awesome. Oh, I'll have to look into that. So good. Yeah. Teachers um, on call. <laughs> teachers on call. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes if people want to um, like, we can tag them on there. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your current business, you know, and about the road that, you know, got you where you are today? 
Yeah. So uh, my current business, I would say is still evolving, um, but I offer move management, home organization, and decor. Mm -hmm. Um, So specializing in helping people make the most of their spaces, um, whether it's somewhere that they are um, and trying to make work as is, renovating or moving into a new home. And um, yeah, my my path to get here, I've always known I wanted to work at the intersection. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, Morgan, we'll have to like edit. I totally thought I wasn't recording this podcast. I thought that that's what you were going to say. I was like, (laughs) hold on, am I not recording? Okay, start your sentence again. (laughs) Um, I've always known I wanted to work somewhere in the intersection of art and business, combining creativity with strategy. Um, And I've always liked numbers. (laughs) I know some business owners like hate math, but it was one of my favorite subjects. Um, So yeah, for me, that meant going to business school and then starting a career in entertainment marketing, which I ended up staying in for 14 years. But um, while I was working for, for Food Network and HGTV, I was just really inspired by the um, the entrepreneurial spirit of what we call the talent on air personalities. Um, and really thought that that would be a good next move for myself. So I started taking interior decorating courses and wasn't sure if decorating was what I was interested in, but as a parent, I discovered organizing and decluttering and that really resonated with me. Um, and actually, as I was preparing for the, the podcast, I just realized um, I'm coming to the end. I, I decided to finish my interior decorating certificate program oh, and did that during the pandemic. So I'm coming up to my my last course and um, yeah, the work that I've been doing with people in their homes with the decluttering has also just reiterated the importance of establishing that structure and that flow within a home. And so I've really gravitated towards the space planning aspect um, and the design aspect that I've been learning in these courses. So I'm just about to finish that and um, taking on more decorating work. So good. I love seeing we worked together um, last year, the year before. I can't remember. No, last year. Um, And it's so great to see like where your business is evolving. And it's just so, so cool. And also a small, I didn't even mention this, but a small world is that you and my husband used to work together before (laughs) Sarah and I connected. He's like, how? How do you know Sarah Grant? I'm like, how do you know Sarah Grant? Like, <laughs> well, he was one of many people that led me to you when I was looking for a coach. But that's yeah, right, like from right. all angles. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Thank you. Um, okay, what would you say when you're in your business, looking back on it, what would you have? Would you have done anything differently along the way? And the answer may be actually no, because a lot of people say like, well, no, I wouldn't do anything because I learned everything. But then some people say, (laughs) I know, I I think I do try and have that mentality of no regrets, but (laughs) you can definitely look back and identify some things. The biggest thing for me is about, is about bringing other people on board and into the process sooner. And I know you definitely helped me with that when I recognized I was at that stage. Um, You know, I'd had a real estate agent give me a project, a few other organizers had turned it down and she's like, I need you to do this, but you're going to need other people was right. what she told me. That was a requirement of the project. Um, and then, you know, every time I've done that, it's just, it's so empowering to see 
how your impact multiplies when you bring other people on board and um, often just a sense of relief too. If it's, you know, outsourcing things you don't want to be doing or just putting your, your focus on the areas of the business where you can have the, the greatest impact. So I even, I have to remind myself of that now because I am starting in a new market and I don't have the network here. So um, I, I am finding finding ways to get started with that. But yeah, it's about. Well, and you know, even from what I've said before is like, it can happen very quickly. You know, it doesn't have to be that you have to live in this new city for so many years to establish your network, right? Like if it's, if you're intentional about your network then, and working your network, then it's going to happen fast. And it only ever takes like one or two people to, you know, do a job. And then they're your referral source for so many other people. Yeah. Just takes one or two people to, to launch you, which is so, so good. Um, how would you say that your, I mean, I know this can be obvious, but I'd love your perspective on it. It's like, what impacts do you see from people organizing their home that may show up? Like, let's say they are an entrepreneur or in sales or even just in their life in general, what are the impacts of organizing their home? How is it showing up in other ways? Like, what have you seen your clients um, create or I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like how have yeah, they yeah. helped their life, their whole life and their business by having an organized home? Well, it definitely translates into people's health and energy. That's probably uh, the biggest thing that comes up. I wouldn't have thought that that would be the first thing that you said. It's def- is what people share with, with right. me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people tell me that <laughs> they're going to sleep better, that they feel like a weight off their shoulder. People have compa- compared it to therapy too. <laughs> I've heard a few comments like that, that it feels like as good as therapy or better <laughs> to do a decluttering session, because I think it's about making those decisions that are holding you back. And um, a lot of times that's what clutter is. It's decisions you've put off things you haven't wanted to deal with. And as soon as you clear that out of the way, you have this renewed sense of energy to focus on what's really important. Sure. It's like you unplug the drain from all the stuff. And I think sometimes because I'm actually, you know, you know, I'm very organized, even my house, I'm like, can I get rid of that? And I'm like constantly getting stuff rid of stuff. So I don't necessarily have that therapeutic, like, you know, cause it's sort of like my every day, which I love. Okay. You're it's way at it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, my next thing would be to like get a bigger house so I can get those cool pantries and everything. You can come up <laughs> with and everything. <laughs> um, so good. I love that. Um, anything else? I, Kelowna. <laughs> I know, I know for sure. You can get more house out there than you can here. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, Okay. Next question I want to ask you is like, do you see certain people spending too much time on something that's not bringing them any of their results? Like it could either be online, in their home, in their business, you know, like, you know, when you meet other entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Oh, good question. Um, So not on the job, but with other business anything. It could be on the job. It could be other businesses, just this theme. Cause I find like, for example, people put off hiring other people for so long, they're spending all this time doing it themselves and they're not no further ahead as an example. 
Yeah. I mean, the first thing that came to mind was something that was more on the job, but it probably does have implications on the business perspective too, um, is how you can see people spending a lot of money on organizing solutions, but not necessarily putting the thought into which ones are going to have the biggest impact or the work into like sorting and streamlining things before they go out and buy products. So that's something organizers see all the time. And I can see that also being relevant in business too. Um, If you don't know the products that you're trying to source, you can waste a lot of time not applying them well. So I think that just speaks to the value if you're going to introduce new systems in your business as well of consulting people that really know the ins and outs of the different options and helping you apply them in the most impactful way. Yeah, totally. And it also can relate to um, even like, let's say systems and processes, but also courses, coaches, all this stuff. It can also relate to that. Like, oh, well, that person's having, I need to go to that person or this right. way, but you really have to be aligned with who you're working with. I think that's the biggest thing because nobody's going to fix your business. Yeah. You could have. I, yeah. I would say from the time that we worked together too, uh, we had just under a year together and it was with a very clear mission. And I think, you know, part of the reason why everyone I asked said you need to connect with Aaron is. Um, because of where I was at in my business and I knew I had a specific need and I wanted to focus on real estate. So I had mentioned that and that led me to you. But um, if you can identify that opportunity and be specific, then you can apply solutions with the greatest impact. I think it's like, again, it goes back to listening to your instinct that you know what you need. Um, And then if that other person that you're working with is like that you're on the same page that you, you know, can communicate effectively and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Totally love that. Um, okay. In the world of home design or home, uh, organization, what trend do you love right now and how can it impact people's life? Okay. Good question. Um, I mean, I feel like organization in general has become so trendy. Um, I guess for me, it's really about keeping things simple and striving to create that overall feeling that you want that makes your home nurturing and comfortable and represents you. So good. Why do you think it's become trendy? Like, do you think it's because obviously there could be, you know, influencers or or the home edit or it's all these big things, but do you think it's because people are actually just nowadays just buying so much crap they don't need and then like why wasn't it maybe trendy or you know big in the 80s or the 90s like why is it now do you think yeah I mean they definitely have a platform for it um when I say they um I was inspired both by Marie Kondo and yeah organizing Uh, I mean among others but those two for sure because to me they represented the the decluttering and the the structuring in a beautiful way um and yeah the fact that people can access it on social media and Netflix and really see the impact that it has has just made it accessible to so many more people but I guess all the the products available both for organizing and (laughs) um and to your point that people are collecting more more items yeah certainly for me it was parent 
uh, that made me gravitate towards it. And the, you know, the truth that families are really busy and a lot of people are burnt out at work and have parenting responsibilities. And so just keeping everything operating smoothly in the household takes a lot of attention and ongoing effort. And so the idea of having that sense of order at home is so impactful for people. That's a really good point. I actually, for whatever reason, didn't even think of that. I was thinking <laughs> just buy too much crap. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Like they just can't keep up like they used to, right? There's too much. Well, crap. and Yeah. It's funny. Cause like you clearly have the habits yourself to do yeah. it on an ongoing basis. I, I grew up like a lot more sentimental. So I didn't have those habits initially. Like sometimes I'm embarrassed. I was the messy desk person <laughs> at my office. We had an open concept um, at the end of my entertainment marketing career. So probably a lot of people are like, what Sarah's in organizing? Like, really <laughs> um, but yeah, if you let that creep into your home life when you have a family, it just multiplies and gets out of control. So I really relate to that feeling that a lot of people live with is it's not something that's been habitual and it's creeped up over time until the point of overwhelm. And so that's where, yeah, I like to to jump in and remind people like there's nothing wrong with them. This is like a learned skill and, yes. Yes. and you have to Sometimes you need a bit of help to get it under control and then some ongoing effort to maintain it. So good. So good. Okay. On, on the topic of my favorite topic of like, when it comes to our clients. So like, what does customer service mean to you? Like what, how does it relate to your business? Yeah. I mean, in a service business, it's everything, right? Yeah. Every single touch point. And I think what I would say was um, based on the last year of a period of growth, it's just made me realize how much the the systems and the structure you put in place are beneficial to both the clients and you. It's creating creating that structure to support people in their unique goals. So for me, I like to start by understanding people's needs and establishing a really clear goal and then having the structure in my business to help them get there as efficiently as possible. And that the more I can do that efficiently, the more value I can deliver to them. And we, we briefly touched on it earlier too, but like the relationships and sorry, when I say earlier, I mean, when we first got on the call, just the importance of building those relationships yeah. long-term, that's something that I really take to heart. And, you know, I, I feel like with each new project I take on in person that I get to work with, I feel like I've made a new friend and they don't always want me or need me around after that. They don't always want to be my friend, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I really value those relationships. And even if it's for a larger team project with a group of people, just remembering that this is a person and their life on the other side and to be invested in, ensuring that we're delivering that value and helping them achieve their goals. Oh, for sure. If you treat your clients, like you treat your best friend, not like you're calling them all the time, but like you will have a client for life. Absolutely. Like it 100% yeah. 
Yeah. And whether, yeah, whether it's a, a client or, you know, they think it's, I think it's mutually valuable. If someone I've worked with wants to share something that they think is cool with me, like I try and add value back to that. And then sure. I continue to learn from them um, and just continue to support people on their own journeys. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. Let's say somebody's house is a complete disaster and they literally do not know where to start, which this happens with me in clients coming, like all their systems and their processes is just like a dog's breakfast. They don't know where to start. So what would you say would be the first thing to tackle that would make the, the biggest impact so that then they can kind of get a little bit of momentum going? Yeah. Well, I normally, if people are feeling that overwhelmed, it warrants like a whole house. Yeah, of course. Walk through an assessment. And normally with that, we can get to the root of the problem. And often it's something pretty specific, like either they've just moved into a smaller space or they're renovating some space and things have creeped in or they have an unfinished project. Like we can normally get to the root problem and yeah. And then identify like what space we can carve out to free up room for everything that's getting in the way of everything else. So yeah, sort of identifying the problem and then figuring out the opportunity and the untapped space that we can leverage. So good. So good. Okay. So if people wanted to find you and also how can they support your business right now? Yeah. So I, I, I post highlights of my projects and like to stay connected with people on Instagram at b.neatstudio. And I, I have a new newsletter. I, I like to write about, um, um, like, sorry, I like to write in just once or twice a year. It's not too frequently. Um, so that's on my website, bneatstudio.com that people can register. And right now I am taking on, as I mentioned, more um, larger scale projects, helping people set up their spaces. So um, I am doing more space planning and design work and really specialize in helping people make the most of, of what they have through good space planning and bringing in features that they love and their style um, to make a really cohesive, beautiful space. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So if you're in the Okanagan, you're going to want to call Sarah because she knows what she's doing. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we were able to get you on the podcast and it's just been such a delight having you here. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. So until next time on the podcast, remember to put yourself at the top of your list. Thanks so much for listening to the Suit to Sneakers podcast. I created this space because I know it would have helped me when I was making big decisions in my business. I've shared here how to grow and scale your business quickly and with ease and without that struggle you see online with that entrepreneurial journey. Hearing what is possible, the big vision and those practical tips all rolled into one space would have made a massive difference for me when I started and when I was ready to level up as I've done over and over again in my business. I've truly found my voice on this podcast and I'm so grateful you are here tuning in every week. Listen, I'm going to ask you for a few things. If you know someone who could use this episode in their life, I'd love for you to send it along. And please don't forget to share and tag this in your Instagram stories. If you could also five-star rate and review this podcast, I would be so grateful. 
This helps us get the podcast out there to more people. And the more people who hear this, who are building their dream business and who are sporting their favorite sneakers, the happier the world would be. We need more women living on purpose and who are making incredible income, doing what they love and making a difference in their lives and in others.